today on the show, Leitare Sunday Laughs, Climbing the Ladder of Solemnity, Beginning Again, Our Picks of the Week, and so much more. The Catholic Underground starts right now. Yes, 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 it is time for the SCU Weekly. We are the podcast that tries to cut through the noise of the digital continent and bring you the topics that matter. You're halfway through Lent. It's episode number 366. I am Father Chris Decker. Joining me this week, we've got Kathleen Lee, religion teacher at Archbishop Chappelle High School in Metairie, Louisiana. She's our locally sourced faith ninja, and she's got a neat little headband on today. <laughs> yes, I'm going a little boho chic today. Boho chic? What? I think that's what they call it. I think that's what the cool kids call it. I call it Kathleen chic. I just call it. It was raining, so I put yeah. this Cat under sheep. control. <laughs> anyway, we're, we're glad that you're here. Thanks for uh, yeah. having me. Also, Olivia Galino is the Associate Director of Youth and Young Adult Ministry for the Diocese of Baton Rouge. She joins us, as she always does. Indeed. And if you're watching us on the video feed, she white bal- we white balanced her camera, so <laughs> she's not blue or green. Awesome. Wait, yeah. really? Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. Oh, I'm so yeah. excited. I'm always so blue. We try to do that, you know, every now and again, every fortnight or so. Oh, thank you. Jeff Blackwell up on the Jeff Star One Near Earth Orbit Satellite. He is the technical director of the CU, and he is the commandant of that self-same satellite. Hello, Somewhere Jeff. Somewhere out there. Yeah, it's good right. to be your father. Indeed. And Ed Ball is our video director. He is switching the video. So if you like what you see... Tell him, ed at catholicunderground.com. Oh, yeah, it works. That yeah. email works. Ooh. It does. No, that's right. Ringy ding. Can we change it to the ball pit? <laughs> yeah. I guess we certainly could. Yes, yes, I, I yes. Think we could. TBD, guys. On. TBD. Yeah. <laughs> Kathleen, you're excited that. I am. I, You know, I, I'm i going to take credit for that. I'm just taking it. Boop. I think you should. No, that one, yeah. Well, well, we, we at the Catholic Underground are not um, are, are not foreign to puns and things like that. <laughs> you know, we like our lists and things like yeah. that. And, uh, of course, if you're joining us, um, where we are on the liturgical calendar, we don't know where you are because you might be watching us out of order or listening to us, you know, um, 100 years into the future, or maybe Ooh. you're kind of going through the back catalog. Hello in the future. Mm. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Future Father Chris, make fun of them first before they make fun of your beard. Okay? If you can. Yeah. yeah. Future Olivia and future Kathleen, they know what's up. We're it's still true. quick. So, so anyway, uh, here chronologically for us, it's Latari Sunday. In fact, Kathleen's wearing her rose. Oh, I didn't even plan that. Yeah. Her yeah. rose computer. Yes. Rose computer. Ooh. Your rose <laughs> headbandy thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or just headband. That's Either one. It. That's all I got. Rosy. That's right. That's okay. Except my cheeks. Her, her rosy disposition. Her disposition, as it were. Oh. So it being Latari Sunday, it's it's a it's a little glimmer for us that Easter is on the horizon, Jeff. It's it's coming. Easter is oh, nearly yeah. here. I'm, 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 you know, I'm ready for Easter on my way to Pentecost. Mm-hmm, exactly, wow. and, and so in, if go. you were at mass, there's uh-huh. a there's a, a good chance that you saw rose-colored vestments today. Yeah, it's uh, it's twice a year that we have um, the the option of wearing rose, and uh, so Laetare Sunday is the fourth Sunday of Lent. Uh, it's usually the third Sunday in Advent, and those are little reminders to us liturgically that we are nearly to the end. We are nearly to uh, to what we're what we're aiming yes, towards you yes, know yes. can i ask you statistically speaking yes. how many priests do you think actually wear the rose vestments oh my well I, I don't i don't know what the statistic would be if there are 67 parishes in the diocese of baton rouge mm. i would say maybe 40 percent of the priests mm. okay yeah mm. just because i feel like i'm always i always miss it 
I have not seen a rose vestment in probably seven years. And and uh, well, that's a good point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, I don't. And I, I don't, know that it happens. I, I just don't know can't exactly the reason. Um, I can't. I can only speak for myself. I have a. I personally own a rose vestment. It was mm-hmm. given to me. But many parishes, uh, they they don't necessarily make the expense yeah. of, of buying a vestment that's used only twice a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah. it once was where rose was um, was was kind of the norm. Um, and now it's an option for Latari and Go Day Oh, Sunday. okay. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so you may, you may not see it. Uh, if you did see it, it, it really is something beautiful to behold. It is. Because it kind of gives us a little bit of a start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's not something that we're expecting. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so it's, a, as I say, it's a reminder of the halfway point. And also there's a real connection with, um, with uh, the, the Holy Father, the Holy Father mm-hmm. giving actually a golden rose yeah. to, uh, to certain uh, priests and people and, and laypersons as a reminder of his connection to them uh, through the, the Lenten season. So um, rose vestments, right? So this also means that we can kind of relax our Lenten rigor a little bit because mm-hmm. the Mass actually, uh, the, the opening antiphon is rejoice, mm-hmm. laudate, huh? mm-hmm. or, or, or letare, I should say. Yeah, huh? yeah. Re- rejoice, rejoice for your salvation is near at hand. It was a, it's a quoting Isaiah, talking about uh, how the Babylonian captivity is about to be at an end, and the Messiah is, is coming, is mm-hmm. nigh. Wow. And so it's just a reminder to us. So we thought maybe, since it is a day of joy and mirth, we'd, um, it's okay, you can fast forward through this part of the podcast now. <laughs> we thought we'd... we'd Tell some jokes. We. He's using that term loosely. Well, I mean, we could, you know. I, I don't know. Anyway, so. <clears throat> They're good people. They are This good. is actually, this first one is my favorite. Really? It's okay, my, it's I my can favorite. That. No, it's my second favorite Catholic joke. And maybe I'll tell my favorite one at the, at the end. Okay. All right. So my favorite, or my second favorite Catholic joke is, how do you make holy water? How, Father? Please tell us. You boil the hell out of it. <laughs> I love I love ah, Yeah, okay, we get it. Yeah. I love I love to tell that one especially to like high schoolers mm-hmm. cuz you know it's oh he used the word hell. <laughs> yeah, right. Can you say that? that? Little hell. hockey sticks. That's yeah. right. But but uh, you use it in context, you know, cuz the word hell. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Okay. okay. I like that one. I'm with All right. I, Kathleen, would you like to tell this one? Yes. <laughs> what do you call a sleeping nun? No, no, no. Sleep Walking. Excuse me. What do you call a sleepwalking nun? I don't know, Kathleen. What what do you? A Roman Catholic. Unfortunately, Kathleen makes uh, takes medication that, uh, that that may induce sleepwalking and or sleep crime. So she may have some Amazon boxes that don't belong yep. to her. That her house. is true. That is true. Right. I like that. Bob. Yeah. Yeah. Sleep crime. I like the I idea. <laughs> sleep crime. Sleep <laughs> crime. That's sleep right. crime. That's a joke. Sleep in petty theft. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Sleep larceny. <laughs> All right. Uh, <clears throat> um, Thank you for the correction on that one. Sorry. No, I'm, I'm not, trying to think I, of what a sleeping nun would be called now. We'll call, I'll, I'll brainstorm that. I'll workshop okay. it. Beautiful, I think. Well, yeah, sure. It's not much of a joke, nun. but yes. Oh, yes. sorry. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Um, remember, you can DVR through this at any time. Yep. Just telling you now. I'll just but you want to stick with it. You know I you mean, do. I mean, it's just... To hear my favorite Catholic joke, which I've probably told Wait, in this podcast. Wait, is it this next one? No, it's not. Oh, okay. Well, no. this next one is one of my favorites. This is a good one. You want to tell it? Go ahead, tell sure. it. Sure. Yeah. Jesus was standing over the woman caught in adultery and challenged the crowd that he who is without sin cast the first stone. Suddenly, a rock hits the back of his head. 
Jesus turns and exclaims, Mom! <laughs> that's a good one. You see, Jeff? Oh, you just good. don't have yeah. enough immaculate conception jokes. That's true. That's good. That is good. Dogmatically delicious. <laughs> I think... I'm pretty sure that I, I used that joke in a, an essay to get into college. Really? I don't oh. remember what the context was, but I, I think that happened. Do you remember the college? <laughs> I, I think it might have been for the Common App or something like that. I got into college, so, I mean, Whatever it's it was, not all about the essay, guys. It caused but, a little bit of a laugh. Well, okay. Yeah, all right. yeah I don't know. But I remember uh, that. Let's see. Um, I don't. This is not funny, but <laughs> what do you call a priest in charge of the school play? I don't know. A spiritual director. <laughs> really? Uh, no, is that I'm a legitimate laugh? laugh? <laughs> yeah, I no, I, yeah. Uh, is it a pity laugh? No, I'm, there no, was just nothing. You there were was laughing at the lack of laughter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so I'll, I'll tell this one too because everyone loves, you know, religious order jokes. Oh, I do. I do like yeah, these. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> uh, to, I'll go ahead and pre-apologize to any Jesuits, Dominicans, or Franciscans listening. We love all of you. We we do. We do, in fact. And we we couldn't we couldn't have mass coverage without you, at least. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So a Jesuit, a Dominican, and a Franciscan were walking um, along an old road, debating the greatness of their order. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, an apparition of the Holy Family appeared in front of them, with Jesus in the manger and Mary and Joseph praying over him. The Franciscan fell on his face, overcome with awe at the sight of God born in such poverty. The Dominican fell to his knees, adoring the beautiful reflection of the Trinity in the Holy Family. The Jesuit walked up to Joseph, put his arm around his shoulder, and said, So, have you thought about where to send him to school yet? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's Father Chris Decker, ladies and gentlemen, he's going to be here all week. Uh, try the spinach. That's a good one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> spinach dip is really good. Make sure you tip your Jeff staff. Uh-huh. Yes, indeed. Woo-hoo care of uh, Jeff Star One near-Earth orbit satellite. You can send it up with Elon Musk in one of the SpaceX. There you go, Elon and I. We're tight. All right. uh, Let's see. Um, What do you think, Kathleen? You want to do the next one? Um, Sure. (laughs) A priest, a minister, and a rabbi are discussing when life begins. The priest says it begins at conception. The minister says life begins at 24 weeks gestation. (laughs) The rabbi says you're both wrong. Life begins when the kids move out of the house and the dog dies. Kathleen's <laughs> 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 like, I don't like, I don't I don't like, like it when pets die. Yeah, I don't like that last part. Yeah. It's, it's rare that you get a joke that has the word gestation in it, though. That's true. So that is That's true. Right. Okay. I mean, it is, but it is a one of those words that um, children tend to giggle at when you say it in class. Yes. Yeah, because so oh, yeah. they don't fully understand what it means. And no. So yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, gestation. And they're like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> I don't understand that. Okay. All right. Let's see. <laughs> moving moving this right along. This is going swimmingly, it by is, the way. I think, mm-hmm. uh, by the way, I guess we should say that it was it was Jim's idea. Nice. I, mean, well, I like it. Yeah, Jim. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jim's got young kids. I imagine Jim this has fun always fun. got our back. That's right. And he says, it's Latari Sunday. How about some jokes? So like we figured, it. why not? I like yeah. it. Yeah. Love yeah. A- yeah. Jim, you, you get the uh, the seal of approval from A Block here. All right. Uh, let's see. So um, a man is in conversation with God. And he says, what's a million years like to you? God says, well, like one second. And man says, what's a million dollars like to you? And God says, like one penny. Man says, can I have a penny? God says, just a second. <laughs> That's it. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and here's one you can tell uh, Olivia. Do you want that one? <laughs> I'm doing this on purpose. I am. <laughs> why did the priest giggle during his homily? I don't know why. 
He had mass hysteria. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my, my parishioners would probably say, you know, well, that's probably true. He's, yeah, no, he's yeah. hysterical, um, but in a different kind of hysteria. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Um, <laughs> Kathleen, yeah. I was going to tell you all the drama about all the drama at the convent, oh, but yeah? I remembered it's none of your business. Um, none? <laughs> you see what we did there? Yeah. We do like puns at the uh, Catholic undergrad. It's none of my business. Okay. Kathleen, here you go. What do you call a Catholic liturgy that is very, very important? I don't know. A critical mass. Oh, I see. That's right. I went nerdy on that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I fit into the club. Right. <laughs> Jeff, uh, protons are mm. protons have mass. I didn't even know they were Catholic. Oh, I've never heard that one. Now I, uh, I like I was that say, wait, one. Too far. I don't yeah, know why. This is taking a turn. Yeah, it's all taking a turn. That's all the sciencey stuff I know. <laughs> the Lord said to Moses, "Moses, come forth." And Moses came fifth, and the Lord was angry. Oh, yeah, he done messed up that one. Poor Moses. Kathleen, this next one probably has you written all over it. It's it's a little risque. Oh, but, oh, well, then, then, but, then perfect. Why? Yeah, I was just like, Kathleen will say the risque ones. All right. A priest was driving and gets stopped for speeding. The state trooper smells alcohol in the priest's breath, breath and then sees an empty wine bottle on the floor of the car. He says, Father, have you been drinking? Just water, says the priest, fingers crossed. The trooper says, then why do I smell wine? The priest looks at the bottle and says, praise be to God, he's done it again. <laughs> All right, so, so I'll just go ahead and say we do not condone uh, drinking yes. while driving. We don't condone no. priests crossing Lying. their fingers and lying, mm-hmm. especially to an officer of the law. How you got to give me the one that has all yeah. the disclaimers on it? <laughs> right. Kathleen, you say that one. Yeah. You're not even in our diocese anymore. It's okay. Well. Well, Father, while yeah, we're at it, yep. now you got it. Yep. Yeah, it, it there's, uh, there's a line in there somewhere about I'd rather have a bottle in front of me than, than our frontal lobotomy. There you That's go. Right. Thank yeah. you very oh, much, yeah. uh, ladies and gentlemen, Father <laughs> Chris Decker. Oh, we're almost no, done. It's, we're almost joke. done. Yeah, we're almost okay. done. This is actually one of my favorite jokes, and it's not so much a Catholic joke as it is. It's a, a Roman joke, right? Uh-huh. A Roman uh, walks into a bar, holds up two fingers, and the bartender gives him five beers. <laughs> Got it. I see. Yeah. I had to think on that one when I first saw it. I was like, how did that happen? Yeah, she actually had to do the five with the, the Roman, Roman numeral five with, her, five, with yeah. her fingers. Which is easy. V. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Victory, like Kathleen. Victory. <laughs> or, and then, or five, yeah. And then my favorite, my favorite Catholic joke. Yeah, okay. My favorite Catholic joke is, how many Catholics does it take to screw in a light bulb? Oh. Mm. Hmm. Hadn't heard of this one. Zero. We use candles. No. Oh yeah! <laughs> favorite. See that one coming. Uh, favorite. correct. It is oh, exactly. Yeah, of course, it's your favorite. That's right. That's yeah. a good one. A little tenebrae humor for you. Oh my. Alrighty, folks. Uh, that uh, that was the yeah. the lightest segment that we perhaps have ever done in the Catholic yeah. Underground, but we hope it gave you a little bit of a laugh. Yeah, you know? and if you have any that you have been stewing on, mm-hmm. you're like, man, I wish they would say this one. Send it in. Back mm-hmm. chat at Catholic Underground. That's right. Nice. Dot com. Dot com. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that we'll have a regular joke segment, uh, but you know, if you like it, hey, let yeah. us know. Yeah, we enjoy laughter. If you I'm... didn't like it, well, you'll let us know. We yeah. Know. yeah. <laughs> right. At any rate, uh, we're just going to take a little bit of a second to let you know we are the Catholic Underground. I think there was something in the bottom of my mug. Oh no! Wait, it was my. It was. <laughs> it was my upper lip. <laughs> The 40 days of hair continues. Uh, it is, although uh, we've talked about this, uh, you are uh, slightly uh, cheating 
I'm, I'm just saying. Cheating. I'm just saying. Trimming is cheating. Trimming. I haven't trimmed it yet. I keep telling no. him that if he grows it out and then parts it down the middle, he can smoosh like it the to red the side. Teeth. Smoosh uh, it to the side. Yeah. <laughs> That's weird. And then it becomes. Then the it handlebar becomes. Handlebar thing. Yeah. See, and then you cut it, and it's like, oh. It's just more oh. of a penance if you have to use wax to get it away from your. And orifice. way more fun to see you style it. Oh yes. There will part, be no styling. Like Moses, part <laughs> it. The, the most I do is I part my hair, right, mm-hmm. in the morning. Well, see, you've already got the part down pat. And yeah, so, so and then I, take it like down. I'll, I'll, like, flatten my, my, my facial hair. So I'll you flatten. already style it. You admit it. Well, I mean, I, I, would, I would imagine that the less I look like Grizzly Adams, the better. That's subjective. I want to see a full-on, like, St. <laughs> John the Baptist come in here one day. Oh, yeah. I don't like, have any camels Locusts hair. and wild honey. Yep. No, Some well, I, mean, I do like wild out honey, of control. We are the Catholic Underground uh, <laughs> online at catholicunderground.tv. I see, see, I see what you're doing. There. <laughs> yeah, he uses that to escape. Don't fall we'll, for it. We'll revisit this topic later in the show. We're online at catholicunderground.tv. Uh, I'm, I'm somehow still Father Chris Decker, joined by Olivia Galino and Kathleen Lee. Mm-hmm. Our picks and Jeff Blackwell. He's up in space. Yeah. Our picks of the week are coming up, but uh, but first. There is something that you may have noticed if you go not just to Sunday Mass, but also to daily Mass. And that is uh, that sometimes it's just a regular old day. Sometimes there's a a special day in honor of Mary. Sometimes there are special days in honor of saints. And so we thought we'd talk a little bit about how we as Catholics celebrate the liturgy and the different types. Because I'm sure it's a question that you might have had. Sure, yeah. I mean, solemnities, feasts, memorials, how do we tell the difference between... Uh, what's going on in our beautiful liturgical calendar. If you didn't even know there was a liturgical calendar, it's awesome. It was really kind of interesting to to, to introduce Jeff to that for the first time, because Jeff, uh, since y'all have been doing the morning show, um, there, there's been a lot of like, oh, well, Father, what do you do this time? What do you do here? And what do you mm-hmm. do here? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. Super cool. So as Catholics, you know, we love a good celebration, especially down here in the South. We'll celebrate anything. Um, and... What's awesome about our, our church calendar is that it's full of celebrations. Yeah. We look to, you know, these huge celebrations like Christmas and Easter, but all in between, you know, even in the time that we call ordinary time, there are celebrations throughout our, our calendar. So what do they look like? Um, some of the days of our week may be marked memorials or optional memorial or solemnity. Mm-hmm. And so what do these terms mean? What's the difference between an optional, an optional memorial and a feast day? And why are some days ordinary and others aren't? Um, except for commonly known celebrations like Easter and Christmas, most of us um, Catholics, we group uh, most liturgical celebrations together and call them feast days. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. And while feast days are an important part of the liturgical calendar for the Catholic Church, uh, feast days are only one of three different categories of celebrations throughout the year. And it's worth noting that this is, um, this is greatly simplified from, uh, from the liturgical calendar before 1969. Mm-hmm. Um, before 1969, there were, there were quite a few different, uh, different gradations, different yeah. orders of solemnity. Some of them were actually very beautiful mm-hmm. um, because you could celebrate several feasts on top of other feasts. And so it's important to note that what we're, we're talking about now is the calendar, the liturgical calendar reformed after 1969. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. And so these celebrations that we talk about aren't just random days that the church sets aside that we don't go through and say, okay, when is a good day to celebrate uh, f- saints or devotions um, and holy days? But 
Instead, the church has a regular schedule divided into three categories, what we've mm-hmm. mentioned before, solemnities, feast days, memorials. Right, and that's from, from top to bottom, right. if you will. Mm-hmm. And so here's a quick explanation of those terms and, and what they mean for us as Catholics, especially for us as lay Catholics mm-hmm. and how we can enter into this liturgical calendar, these seasons, yeah. right, and these celebrations. And it's such a great way to, be, to enter into um, the Mass a little mm-hmm. bit deeper, um, to enter into the church and why it celebrates what it celebrates um, as lay people. I know for, for me, as someone who teaches uh, kids, to be able to look and say, hey, you know what today's feast day is? And they're like, oh, I never even heard of that saying, mm-hmm. or I never even heard of this solemnity or, or you know, whatever. Um, it's, it's just a beautiful way for us to enter more deeply into the life of the church. That's right, because the liturgy, from the liturgy flows the rest of our life, you right. know. And so there are things that we can do to kind of celebrate the solemnity or the feast, even within our homes. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Mm-hmm. So first we'll begin with uh, solemnities, right? And these, are the, these hold the highest degree of Catholic celebrations. Um, they celebrate the most important mysteries of the Catholic faith. Like the biggins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some commonly known uh, solemnities include Easter, Christmas, Pentecost, uh, Christ the King, right? Um, and some days that honor Mary are also solemnities, right. like the Assumption, the Immaculate Conception, and the Annunciation. These are all solemnities in our church. Mm-hmm. Um, saints also that played an important role in salvation history also are celebrated with a solemnity. Um, you might think of St. Joseph. Which Mies. is important for us because it usually happens during Lent. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so because it's a solemnity, that means even though it's occurring during Lent, you still treat it uh, as a celebration. Yes, right? mm-hmm. so, absolutely. So if it happens on a Friday... Usually there Yay! is there is a, a dispensation given, mm-hmm. or actually there's no dispensation needed because it is a solemnity, solemnity right. yeah. and one does not fast on a solemnity. Others you may be looking for are St. John the Baptist and St. Mm-hmm. Peter's and Paul. Um, and so what does it mean for those of us who sit in the pews? Mass on a solemnity will remind you a lot of a Sunday Mass. Mm-hmm. It may look very similar. The Gloria is sung. There are three readings that are read. Um, petitions will be offered, uh, and in most cases, a specific preface will be prayed. Uh, yeah, and and that's and that's the thing. That's really the way that you know you're at uh, a higher or lower grade. Mm-hmm. Um, it used to be done with the number of uh, sometimes the number of candles that were lit and things like that. Mm. Um, but uh, but but now it's by by what's added and subtracted in addition to other things that may happen. Sure. So usually the glory is sung on a solemnity or said at least. Uh, and you do, you have the, a reading from, from the Old Testament and usually one of the epistles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and almost always you'll notice that the readings in some way connect with the spiritual reality that's being celebrated, yeah. right? So if it's one of the solemnities of the Blessed Mother, you'll almost always have a reading uh, from the Old Testament that's foreshadowing mm-hmm. her. And then a reading from, from the letter, uh, from one of the epistles foreshadowing something about the life of, of Mary. Even though it's never really explicitly stated, um, some of Paul's letters talk about um, how how Christ is born um, of Mary, you know, mm-hmm. things like right. that. So yeah, and although solemnities are beautiful parts of the Catholic liturgy, most of them are not holy days of obligation. I think, right. in fact, I think there are ten solemnities throughout the Universal Church, and I think that there are six. Um, out of those 10 that are we use as holy days, are in we the United States. as holy days in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're I'll, look, off easy. I'll look at my list yeah. later. And, and that's the thing is, is it's only sometimes if you go to a daily mass that you stumble into a solemnity. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so n- next on the list are our feast days. And these are second in line of importance. 
Um, and these are special days set apart on the liturgical calendar so to celebrate the lives of the saints and other events in the life of Christ. Right? So some of the most well-known feast days are the Feast of the Apostles, the mm -hmm. Feast of the Holy Angels, the Visitation, the Presentation, and the Baptism of the Lord. And so what does it mean if you find yourself in the pews on a feast day? The priest may include a reflection on the life of the saint in his homily. Um, and also the Gloria is a requirement of these days, but the creed won't be said. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then last on our list. Sometimes our I cheat, you know. Uh, Jeff, do you have uh, the special little book there next the to ordo? you? Yes, I do. Yeah. See, in the Ordo, there is, um, there is a little, uh, which is the book that tells you the entire schedule of feasts and everything. Mm -hmm. And inside there, there's usually a little, a little biography on the saint. Ooh. So if it sounds like Father knows what he's talking about, it's probably because he looked at the Ordo. You cheated. Or, or the he's devoted time. to the saint. You know? yeah, Maybe. Absolutely. Or he yeah. cheated. That's allowed. Probably cheated. That's right. Uh, I probably third did. on our list are the memorials. And these are um, third in importance, right? Mm -hmm. They are still important days, but they are third in importance on our list. They're classified as either uh, obligatory or optional. Yeah, obligatory means you got to celebrate them. Mm -hmm. Yep. Memorials are a celebration of the lives of the saints. Some saint, saints' memorials are obligatory. Mm -hmm. you have to, they have to be observed. For instance, uh, the Memorial of St. Thomas Aquinas, celebrated on January 28th, yep. is an obligatory memorial. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Mm -hmm. Other memorials are optional. An example of an optional memorial is that of St. Pope John Paul the Great, celebrated on October 22nd. I hope that one day it becomes... Obligatory. obligatory. I think memorial. in like, like the that popular mind, I... it's obligatory. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And that's the thing. There are some. There are some optionals that I celebrate right. every year. Yeah. You know, like uh, I'll celebrate uh, my my patron, right, yeah. John Birchman's, who actually isn't on the general Roman calendar, hmm. but he's on local calendars. Mm -hmm. uh, and of course, he's the the patron of the diocese of Shreveport in Louisiana. Mm -hmm. And so I'll I'll uh, celebrate it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now I bet you didn't know. I mean, you probably knew Father, but right. the new Roman calendar has 95 optional I didn't know that. memorials. Wow. Mm. That's a big number. I never had to know that. Now I know <laughs> it. Yep. And you can go to uh, Simple Catholic Living. We'll put that in our show notes mm -hmm. to find a full list of saint feasts and memorials of the year. Most litur You can look at liturgical calendars and they'll, mm -hmm. they'll tell you, you know, find a good one, a good reputable one. Mm -hmm. So how did the church decide which memorials are obligatory? I love that word. And which are optional? Now, the church only observes obligatory memorials for saints who are of universal significance in the liturgical calendar. Thomas Aquinas is a good example. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so the, what does uh, that mean for yeah. us as Catholics? Well, unlike solemnities and feast days, the glory does not have to be sung during Mass. Mm -hmm. But if you're pumped about attending a daily Mass and your patron saint just happens to have an optional <laughs> memorial... Don't get your hopes up too high. Chances are the priest could choose to not celebrate the optional memorial. But I still try to. Mm -hmm. I think that if you had a word with him prior to, yeah, yeah, if yeah, he it might, all depends on the homily he might prep. Fit it in, right? right? right. But, but even still, yeah, yeah. But if you're excited for an obligatory memorial, you'll be sure to hear about the saint whose memorial is being celebrated that day. Mm -hmm. Right, and this is just a great way. I love the saints, and they they speak to us whether you have a devotion to a certain saint or not mm -hmm. um the saints tend to speak to us as catholics uh where we are yep. in, in a certain point in our life and mm -hmm. so they invite us in right into their lives yep 
And in doing so, they invite us deeper into a relationship with Christ. And so be aware of these saints' days. Yeah. Find a liturgical calendar. And if you don't know about a saint, uh, look him up, right? Mm-hmm. Find out where he comes from. What was his deal? What was his story? Mm-hmm. Uh, and how is the Lord trying to speak to you through this saint? That's right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, uh, you know, we discover the saints through going to Mass and having a Mass celebrated there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, we'll, uh, st- <laughs> we'll be right back. Please stick with us. We are the Catholic Underground. <laughs> <laughs> A prayer for vocations. O God, who wills not the death of a sinner, but rather that he be converted and live, grant we beseech you through the intercession of the Blessed Mary, Ever-Virgin, St. Joseph, her spouse, and all the saints, an increase of laborers for your church, fellow laborers with Christ, to spend and consume themselves for souls. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. the Catholic Underground with me, Father Chris Decker, joined by Olivia Galino. I don't want to be associated with this. <laughs> the Kathleen Lee ah. and Mr. Jeffrey Blackwell. I like your FM voice there, Father. Yeah. That's nice. yeah. Our picks of the week are coming up, but first. You know, it's still late to oh, our Sunday. please stop. Yeah, okay. We're right, talking right. about sometimes I wake up to this in my head. Really? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I've got a longer ah. version I'll send you. Yeah, that's right. There is. There's a longer please version. Please do. It would not be my ringtone. I thought I always wondered what Kathleen's theme music would be. That I think that actually might is, be it. Yeah, that's the perfect summation of her personality. Hey, right when there. she does get that podcast going, mm-hmm. hey, girl, just hey. me. I'll just just be me. <laughs> She'll sing her theme music. It's even better. We're having a late tare good time. We have no. I'm gonna have no budget, so I'm just sing it myself. That's true. There you go. So even though it is late tare Sunday, we we still are in the Lenten vein of things. Yep. And you know, I mean, tomorrow we return as we did to to our Lenten practice with the prayer, the fasting, the almsgiving, whatever your Lenten uh, penance is. Uh, we we return kind of full swing so that we can make it through to to Holy Week. And so one of the, the principal themes of Lent that, that we hear in the readings is turning back to the Lord, repenting. And that really is a, a central part of not only what Lent is about, but also what our Catholic faith is about. And in a sense, could you say, Olivia, that, that we are a faith of beginning again? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's the, the beautiful part about Lent is that it is this kickstart to mm-hmm. a new beginning. Um, and I love that it comes every year. You continually have this opportunity for it. And every year, that's why it might seem like a surprise that it's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that because it's something fresh, something new about every Lenten season. Because this Lent is not last Lent, not the one before. It is this Lent for this you. Um, oh, and, and I think we sometimes forget that. like Because mm-hmm. we think, well, Lent's coming around again. I think I'm just going to do the same thing I did right. last year but really taking it to prayer involves saying lord what's the what's the one way that you're calling me back to you specifically this year yeah and i think that's important to do i mean you know discernment is an everyday thing but i think that's important to do especially during lent um and you know continue that discernment during lent maybe you started out with a certain penance and maybe it's become really easy 
Mm-hmm. Try something new. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. don't be afraid to, to switch things up because it's not about, like, punishing yourself to the point of pain. Right. But, but making sure that whatever you're doing has a spiritual discipline to it. Mm-hmm. And if the thing that you chose turns out to be really easy mm-hmm. or maybe not so much of a penance, just be real with that. Yeah. And, and keep on going because, I mean, it, it's not just for this Lenten season that right. you made your decision, you stick with it. It's it's every day. Yeah. Every day waking up, it's a continual renewal to stick with what you've committed to mm-hmm. or to reevaluate it if it needs reevaluating. Yep. Um, but I think on a, uh, on a broader uh, scale that we can look at, at what repentance, what we're really working towards mm-hmm. during Lent is this repentance and what it means just in this, this perspective of humanity itself. Yeah. Um, so it's important to kind of know where we've come from mm-hmm. spiritually. Spiritually, yeah. So that we can kind of determine, certainly in a Lenten fashion, where we're headed, where we go, where we're going, where the Lord is leading us. Right. Because the whole point of repentance isn't, like I said, because we are just horrible people and we need to be punished. The point of repentance and and penance and reconciliation is because we are people who continually have a capacity to grow and to change mm-hmm. and to be renewed. And so even just acknowledging that is a step in the right direction, but doing something about it is even better. And that's what Lent is. It's supposed to be this catalyst for, for change, for good mm-hmm. change. Um, because the reality of our human condition is that we are, we are made completely free. We are given free freedom. We are given free will, um, by God. We're made as his creatures. We're made in the image image and likeness of God, but we are created with freedom and that freedom is creative. So we can, we can create things. We can create moments. We can create words and thoughts and actions that no one else has ever done before because we are unique and, and unrepeatable, right? So, you know, I mean, I, I, you might be thinking of Kohaleth um, uh, in, in Ecclesiastes, and he talks about there's nothing new under the sun. Well, okay, you got to take, you got to temper that with where he was at the time. Right. Um, but, and realize that, no, like, your thoughts, even if someone has thought them before, mm-hmm. which you don't know, but if someone has thought them before, it's okay, because they're different because they're in you. That's right. Um, so we have this, this creative potential to bring these new thoughts, new words, actions into being, things that have never existed before and things that might be really needed um, in your family, in your life, in your workplace, wherever. Um, so in a very real way, we can create almost a, a non-existent future, something that's that's palpable and real, but but also malleable. We can we can mm-hmm. shape what that looks like. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, maybe on, on a, a grander scale or a grand scale, um, before we chose to go to the moon, <laughs> we we didn't develop the technology to do it, right? We we hadn't really mm-hmm. we had like people had different thoughts about, gee, right. this could happen, this could happen here, we could use this for that. But then there was a there was a common aim and all of these thoughts came together right. that hadn't yet been um, been put in the blender in the same way. Right. And and that is a, a in a sense that was something that was non existent that then came about by the activity that we as free-thinking, free-acting human beings can either choose to create or destroy. Right. And we chose to to co-create. In a sense, we we co-created something that that God essentially makes possible, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's it's possible to go to the moon Mm. because the Lord, uh, through the use of physics, those are his, by the way, Mm -hmm. um, we have the ability to do the math and do all all these Mm -hmm. things to to kind of co-create this new thing. Yeah. That makes sense? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and with all freedom, this is the case, that there are some like barriers or limits, right? Yes. So like you were saying, like their freedom was tempered by the need for things to be uh, accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, or it was tempered by the, the t- technology that they had available. Um, right. And if you overshoot the moonshot, 
you're going to Mars. Exactly. Or yeah. at least the Van Allen belt. Let's be honest. Or the deep beyond. Probably we don't yeah. know. Um, I don't so, like it out there. It's <laughs> I'm with you, Kathleen. Je- Jeff, Jeff liked my uh, my Van Allen belt. In fact, this might be the only Van Allen reference you're going to get on a podcast this week. I, I probably haven't heard Van Allen belt in years. That's right. <laughs> so it was good to have it back. Are you wearing one right now? Uh, we choose to go to the moon, Kathleen. Sorry. That was it's a Van Heusen, yeah. not a Van Allen. Oh. No, that's Van Heusen belt. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff on the assist. Look at that. Ah. Nice. Oh, Nothing but net, that one. Oh. And you were saying. Oh, what was I saying? Hot. Human potential. All right. Uh, yeah, way to bring it down. No, um, but, you know, thinking about like this, this huge responsibility that this freedom is that we have as part of our human nature. You know, you can go the way of Nietzsche and just say, like, I can do anything. I am eminently powerful and I can make my own future. Cool. Or you can realize that, yeah, go down that road. You don't want to do that. Actually, don't do that. Um, you can you can think about what the, the end result of that might look like. You know, do a little thought experiment and think, mm-hmm. like, if I had no barriers, no boundaries on my quote-unquote freedom, where would that lead me? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that whenever we temper that freedom with this other reality, which is that every human act, there's something about it that's irrevocable. Mm-hmm. There's something about it that you cannot take back. Right. And... I think once you realize that, it, it puts into perspective the fact that, okay, the things that I do really do have meaning. Mm-hmm. The things that I say have resonance. They'll affect people. The things that I think even yeah. will affect me and that'll affect other people. Um, so think about like every word that you've ever uttered, every action that you've ever undertaken, it inevitably leads an impression on the course of history. Yeah. You know, not just to mention the, your, your day-to-day life, but right. the course of human history depends on you in a, mm-hmm. in a concrete way. And that seems overwhelming. I mean, That's I'm thinking right. about it in my terms of my own life, and I'm That's like, right. oh, how many One, people have I screwed yeah, up? Yeah, really, you know? yeah. yeah. Once the proverbial bullet or actual bullet has left the gun, you know, you're mm-hmm. responsible for it. It is. Yeah. Every it's, human act is irrevocable. Yeah. Uh-huh. Interesting that you t- you're talking about thoughts. Is uh, You know, I was talking to my students about how we sin even in our thoughts. Yeah. Right. And they were shocked. Mm-hmm. They were floored. They were like, what are you talking about? And I was like, okay, let's think about this. Like, you know, did the Holocaust begin when, you know, Hitler woke up one day and just decided to go out and just do it? Start a no, it, no, it started with a thought. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and then and convincing other was, people yeah. to think this way, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the, the, even our thoughts, it's such an interesting idea that we think that's so hidden and so kind of safeguarded right. that if it stays up here, well, then it doesn't really mm-hmm. matter. Yeah. Um, but actually it does. That's right. Uh, yeah. mm. I mean, I, I'm thinking about... Um, I was in this like women's prayer group in college and I, I'm so grateful to the, the, my dorm RA who led the group because she really taught me how to pray in a lot of ways. But I remember one day we were just sitting there talking about like our thoughts, uh, cause it was just women. So our thoughts about other women and mm-hmm. how those can be very kind of corrupting and, mm-hmm. and corrosive. And, um, and she said that something that she does is to pray a Hail Mary anytime that she catches herself thinking something unholy or something uh. judgmental about another person, yeah. another woman. And I thought about that and I was like, wow, okay. And so I kept it up for a few weeks and then, you know, let it drop because Mm. I forgot. But I thought about it today because I was in the grocery store and I saw another woman and I thought something judgmental about her. Mm -hmm. And I I stopped myself in the middle of the aisle and I prayed a Hail Mary for her. And I was like, okay, Lord, like you got to make me do this because it's just, I mean, it's part of being women. Like we're naturally kind of competitive, but we can do something about it, right? Mm -hmm. Like if I let that thought stay in my mind and temper uh, how I think about other women, not just her, but other women, myself. 
itself. Then it finds act- action, yeah. right? It, 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 finds it grows its way legs, out. so to speak. Yeah, it finds mm-hmm. its way outside of my brain into my actions, and it can be damaging. Um, so yeah, there really is this capacity um, in human action, in human thought, in human word that it cannot be undone or erased. Mm-hmm. And uh, even those deeds, like Kathleen was saying, that are done in secret, or we think they're done in secret, um, they, they might seem like they don't have consequences, but they're, number one, always in the eyes of God. Yeah. Um, and they're present to him, which should mean everything to us. Mm-hmm. And if nothing else, they like we were saying, they find their way out in some way. Yeah. They find manifestation in something. So what the, the, the crux of, of what we're trying to say is that your choices have have meaning um, in in this current age, but also in eternity, mm-hmm. um, and in all of time. So everything that's been done in the past, you're you don't have control over that, but you're you're living for it now. You're living as a result of it now. Yeah. Um, and so thinking about those two realities, you know, the idea that we have this true potentiality, this this creative potentiality to do, you know, a lot of things, versus this this fact that our our actions, our words, are irrevocable. Putting those in tension with each other it can seem comforting. Yeah, it can also seem really terrifying yeah. because, I mean, you're, it's overwhelming to think about that much responsibility. The fact that something I do or say right now can affect something that happens 300 years from now, a yeah. thousand years from now—that's yeah. a lot. That's a lot for a human mind to, to bear. If I think too hard about it, that's what chills me to the core when I'm giving a homily. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Every now and then, I have a little uh, Jacques Maritain would call it an intuition of being—that little mm-hmm. moment where you go, oh. And yeah. you're just terrified that the things that, that, I, that I'm doing actually do have resonance and significance. Yeah. What is it that uh, someone was, I think Father Brent told me, and I'm going to ruin it, but something about like the path to something about the skulls of priests. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he was yeah, talking about the importance the, of like your roles the, as priests. The road to hell is yes. paved with the skulls of priests. That's yeah. what one of the saints said. You, and he was mm-hmm. talking about just the, the like the yeah. importance of, of y'all's calling. And yeah. I was like, good for you. The, yep. the, yeah. I'm praying for you. And that's I, right. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's real. I'd that's rather real. my yeah. skull be above the pavement. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the rest of me too, for that matter. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, so, so, so what I'm saying is I imagine yeah. there are lots of times in your life where you, you yeah. know, where you, you, yeah, you guys sure. especially are, are thinking Well, even you that. as a teacher. I mean, I thought about this oh, on yeah. a retreat. This the, the retreat I was on this last weekend. I was praying before our girl session. I was like, Lord, please don't let me say anything that screws oh, yeah. these girls up. Like, yep. Oh, mm-hmm. and I'm pro- I'm sure I probably did because I'm human. But like, what is mm-hmm. it like teaching for so many years? <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard. And then and then you get like every once in a while you get an email from you know an angry parent mm. who tells you you know you're the reason why my child hates Jesus and you're no. like mm. oh. and then it's uh. it's like soul crushing and sure. and then you remember you know that you are a human being and and my intention is not to make children hate Jesus. Um, and that there are people who, you know, there are kids who have reached and, and and I may not reach them immediately. Um, and I may not ever reach them, but that my goal is to open them to Jesus and let Jesus do the work. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 I do that the best I can. And we are human beings. That's, you know, of course that's where, that's where we're headed with this, but, but still the, the, the notion that what scripture says is true. Scripture says we will have to give an account for every idle word, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, everything that we did not do that we should have done. And everything that we done did that we shouldn't have done not did. Oh, yeah. Did. Mm. Did. Dilly, dilly. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going there. So, 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 so. anyway, <laughs> dilly, dilly. Mm. Um, yeah, so there is something kind of um, both terrifying and comforting about all of this. And, I mean, think about the comforting fact that everything that you do that has – that. Uh, 
charity in it or that has truth in it, mm-hmm. that is recorded forever in the mind of God and it has permanence there mm-hmm. because it is in the mind of God. Um, and so because it's an act of love, whatever it is, whatever form it takes, it, it has a permanence to it, has a weight to it that can't be forgotten. Mm-hmm. But the, you know, the other side of that is our sin has that same weight to it. Right. Um, our sin has gravity. We talk about like, um, gravity being like a, a, a parameter, uh, mm-hmm. in, in evaluating sin, but think about just like what that means physically, like gravity has weight to it. Yeah. Um, or it's, it's an account of weight, whatever. I don't know physics, but, um, <laughs> So sin it has that same kind of weight to it. So That's right, and it can be like cement shoes. Yeah, <laughs> you know, if yeah. you're not careful. Yeah. 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 So, you know, what's the thing that ultimately gives us hope? Well, of course, Jesus Christ gives us hope. Yes. Because the the point of of Christ's mission is salvation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and salvation comes through repentance. So, um, we we hear in, in the scriptures that our salvation has been won for us, like today's gospel. Yeah. Um, like for God so loved the world that He came. Um, and that he gave his only son um, so that all might have eternal life through him, right? So that eternal life, he wins that for us, and then we have to work towards it. Mm-hmm. Um, so our salvation has been won for us by Jesus Christ, and we work towards our redemption, and we do That's that right. through continual repentance. Right, not not to say that there's a Pelagian nature to it, that, no, but, no. but rather it is, it is through grace that is given to us that mm-hmm. we are saved, but we must continually place ourselves in that occasion of grace where mm-hmm. the Lord can transform us you know if we continue doing works that are evil well then we become more and more conformed to that Mm -hmm. but if we continue to wish to do the good and and allow the lord to to use us to do the good then grace builds on the nature that we give him right Mm -hmm. yeah exactly and no it's really important to bring that out that all of this happens through grace this is not something that we like can manage through our human just being who we are Uh, we need the help of jesus christ Mm -hmm. we can will Um, what is good yes absolutely We, we don't believe in that uh in the Calvinist or the double yeah. predestinationist notion that that we're just depraved and right. you know no matter how much we think we can do it we can't well mm-hmm. well we can will what is good right right that's part of our freedom but mm-hmm. if you want to will supernatural goods then, then that's you need where grace. we need the grace of Jesus Christ yeah. that's right um, so you know through grace this is possible um, that you can cooperate with this action uh, of Jesus Christ uh, and through that repentance um, true repentance mm-hmm. you really can erase sin mm-hmm. um so you know we we think about our 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 effects that we have in history the effect that we have on other people um we through our our repentance we can be begin again as a new creation that's what happens every time you go to confession you you come out basically a new creation yep. um and and ultimately looking forward to when we really are we become a new creation in our glorified body mm-hmm. um and so that's when, when we think about reconciliation when we think about repentance especially when we think about the lenten season that's what we're working towards we're working towards a new creation that's right. um, not just being a, a better version of ourselves, but being an entirely new creation and that's the miracle of christ's mercy um and someone once said that he who excuses himself accuses himself mm. but the opposite is is true for the christian um that if we accuse ourselves, then we excuse ourselves, you know, we like we'll be, yeah, we, yeah, we you know, mm. uh, we cannot we, forgive our own sins. Exactly. Right. Exactly. But right. we, when we present them to a priest who is present to us in persona Christi in the person of Christ and who absolves us through of our sins through the, the, the power of the Holy spirit, yep. then it affects something in us. It's real. And that's when we talk about like the grace of the sacrament. We don't just say that because it sounds nice. 
it's it's an actual grace that is affected in us. There's a grace that gets you into the confessional, and there's a grace that is given to you while you're in there when you are absolved of your One sin. One is actual grace. The other is sacramental and sanctifying grace. Ooh. That's right. Dogmatic I had, theology. I had that on one of my tests. Oh, <laughs> did you know? Yeah. yeah. I always say that actual grace is like the frozen snow pea that pings you on the side of the head hmm. that gets you into the confessional. Speaking oh. of confessional, did you yeah. see who went to confession today very publicly to kick it off? Oh, Pope Francis. Pope Francis. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He did. That's right. He does that every year after their Lenten retreat. I'm sure he believe, goes or, all the time. Or, I mean, yeah. you know. Well, yeah. But this is his one time. Yeah. No. This is the one that's time right. where he says, look, everyone, that's I'm right. going. No, no. No, but that's that's a father leading his flock. Yes, you know? absolutely. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And last week he said it's free. Yep. <laughs> I mean, you can't that's right. Honest. It is free. 100% free. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorite images of the courtroom is probably one of the ones that, or, or I should say, of the. Con- I gave it away. One of my favorite images of the confessional is that of a courtroom oh. where, where I, I present myself um, because it is a strange courtroom. I present myself and my plea is always guilty. Mm-hmm. I am guilty. Mm. And it is always met with complete pardon. Mm-hmm. And we are always set free. Yeah. Isn't that the, the, mm. the beauty of the confessional is that I know what I deserve. Uh, the wage of sin is death. And if I am going into the courtroom and, and pledging my guilt, I deserve death. Yeah. But the Lord always is willing to take us back. Mm. That is the great religion of repentance. Exactly. Yeah. And so there really is this reality of beginning again. It's not something that we talk about just, like I said, because it sounds nice or because it, it makes us feel good. This is a reality that, mm-hmm. that Christianity, Catholicism is the religion of beginning again. It's the religion of repentance, of restoration. We are restored to uh, our former selves. We're made into a new creation and we anticipate the day that we will be united with Christ as a glorified human person. That right? Um, and so we can never uh, say on this side of heaven that we are definitively finished, you know, that I have, I've done it, I've been restored, I'm good. Um, no, it's a continual process. Um, and, and we can, um, we can always depend on the power of, of the resurrection, um, because that's, that's what's available to us when we repent. That's what we're, that's what we're aiming towards. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we begin so, to live the fruits of that even now. Exactly. Yeah. So, and I mean that, that we are a Christian people. We are a people of hope, as John Paul II says, we're people of the resurrection. And what that means is realizing what in us is not of the resurrection, what in us keeps us from that mm-hmm. and, and being real with it. You know, the, the thing that I love about our faith is that we're able to just look at ourselves as we are and realize that judgment is for God alone, that I look at myself in, in full reality. I bring that to the priest and the person of Christ. And then uh, I let him, I let him give me that mercy. Mm. And I, I put the, I put the judgment away. Um, because if we can look at ourselves as we are, then we can become who we're supposed to be. A good friend of mine, Father JD says that confession is not about your sin. It's so much more about God's mercy. That's right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it's not so much about that's right. What he doesn't done. give us the sacrament just so that we can feel the the crushing guilt of what we've done, but so that he can extend mercy because he knows that not only will the sin destroy us, but the guilt will destroy us too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's very true. Um, yeah, we could we could go on forever we about could. the religion of repentance. Perhaps we should uh, wrap it up with what G.K. Chesterton said. Yes, and I do love this. Um He says, when a Catholic comes from confession, he does truly, by definition, step out again into that dawn of his own beginning and look with new eyes across the world. He believes that in that dim corner and in that brief ritual, God has really remade him in his own image. Uh, The accumulations of time can no longer terrify. He may be gray and gouty, but he is only five minutes old. Mm, That's beautiful. We do become newborn (laughs) creations every time we are reborn in the confessional. 
Well, my brothers and sisters, never despair, never lose hope. Repentance restores all things because we serve the God who, as he himself says in Jesus Christ, makes all things new. You know what else we do here on the Catholic Underground? (laughs) It's that part of the show that we like to call... The CU Pick of the Week. Kathleen's rocking out to all of our royalty-free music yes, here. Yes, indeed. All this right. is the soundtrack uh, of my life. Why don't, you, why don't you sneak over to the pick of the week? What's Speaking yours? of soundtracks, yeah. oh. Oh. some people do not enjoy a good musical. That's Which me. is Boo. unfortunate. That's me. Boo, Olivia. I don't even care. I'm not sure. Anyways, last night I was you know, having kind of one of those days where it's just blech, blech. So I turned on the TV to see what was on. My favorite show of all times. In 1899, Kathleen. Yes, actually, this is this is a peer. If you like history, great. Do you like musicals? Yeah. Awesome. Uh-huh. Do you like Christian Bale? I know I do. <laughs> then Newsies <laughs> is the movie for you. This Newsies. was like his breakout hit. Yes, this was his first one of his first. It was one of Disney's roles. first musicals done for Disney. Yes, now. and so mm. it's it's a story about. Um, these newsboys in yeah. New York in and the newsboy strike the, uh, in 1899. Well, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Oh, sorry. Set to. I'm excited too. I like set it. to some of the most awesome music you've ever heard in your life. Um, it came out in 1992. If you want to see a good Christian Bale, if you want to see some awesome, <laughs> it was very cute. I liked him. If you want to see some fantastic <laughs> dance moves and oh, yeah. have some catchy tunes. I know. I found myself as a 31 year old woman quoting this movie as it was playing in my too, yeah. in my oh, and sing along me and chunk it, it was, was an, awesome. an early bill pullman as well <laughs> yes there are some stars okay, that like you bill may pullman. recognize in there mm-hmm. true. yep and they're much younger newsies fashion. disney check it out <laughs> it's the best ever you're gonna get hooked. I'm, I'm just saying. I think the musical, the the Broadway musical version is available on Netflix. No, but, boo. But, but Go to back me, to the original. But to me, the movie version is, is yeah. Really yeah, yeah. Yes, so much so better. Much passion oh. in here. <laughs> so good, <laughs> Olivia. Woo. Um, Your pick of the week. Next. Yeah. Why do I always have to follow Kathleen? <laughs> Come on. It's not like you don't remember. Okay. I really don't. So, um, so I bought a house recently, Yay! adulthood. Right. Um, and one thing that, uh, as I'm meeting my new neighbors, um, first of all, people are like really friendly. I hope that's the case where you live, but people are really friendly in my neighborhood. Um, well, you know, some <laughs> Kathleen's neighbors people steal her my stuff. packages. <laughs> well, maybe this could maybe help they're you. Nice people. Enjoy that new um, dress. <laughs> so there's this app called the next door app. Um, and I guess it depends on how much of your, uh, your neighborhood participates participates in it for it to be effective but um basically it's like a social media network for just the people who live in your neighborhood mm-hmm. so if there's oh, crime cool. that happens if someone broke into your house um you don't have to wait for people to read about it in the name na- in the newspaper you can just put it on the app and say yeah. hey look out for you know this car wow. or like yesterday um i was you know working on my house with my dad shout out to my dad and Whoops. um someone my, one of my neighbors came by and said that um she found out on the app that someone was giving away free flooring enough that would be able to floor my entire house so if that works out this app just saved me like lots of money so little things like that that you never know like people will sell stuff or get rid of stuff or just you know be good people so next door Nextdoor.com. Yeah, Kathleen, you might be able to find your package. Yeah, maybe I'll find my, my packages. <laughs> oh. 
Uh, Jeff, uh, what you got there? It, I had mentioned this um, a few months ago. I got a Newlix C. It's a FM transmitter. You, oh, you yeah. pair it to your car radio mm -hmm. so I could listen to streaming stuff uh, on my phone. Well, they've come out with a new model, which has a USB player on it. So nice. I got a, a little low-profile USB um, you know, uh, card and put in there. It also comes with a micro SD card. You can pair it uh, Bluetooth-wise. Uh, it's wow. a hands-free phone. And it's $17. What? So uh, it, it is a great my, my, What happens is my wife's CD player died in her car, oh. and her favorite CD is stuck in there. So I put Ooh. it on the uh, the little low-profile USB uh, drive, and now she's driving and happy again. Driving and jamming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's your pick of the week, Father? Father Ryan would love to tell you the story about how I got oh. a CD stuck in his CD player. Uh-oh. Um, but boy, oh boy, did we... We love those spin doctors. <laughs> anyway, actually, I think it was a mix CD. It was, it was oh, like a mix okay. tape put on a yeah, CD. Yeah, that's what hers was. Yeah. Anyway, my pick of the week, uh, uh, full disclosure, I'm not, I have not finished with it yet. But what I've read okay. thus far is very good. Um, uh, Bishop Robert Barron's new book, To Light a Fire on the Earth, Proclaiming the Gospel in a Secular Age. It's kind of part biography. Mm -hmm. uh, John Allen, who, who writes mm -hmm. for our Crux News, I believe, um, uh, is the one who kind of interviewed and, and kind of pulled the information out of Bishop Barron. And so it's part part biography and then part uh, kind of a, a prescription for encountering um, the gospel, uh, or I should say encountering the secular age with the gospel right. in hand. And uh, and so far it's been very, very good. It's an appeal to, to secular critics, really, you know, mm. um, uh, as, as Bishop Barron mm -hmm. does. He's very often compared with, uh, with Archbishop Sheen mm -hmm. yeah. in his ability to, to not, um, not overshoot people, but also not to, uh, to consider them complete know-nothing, yeah. you know, yeah. but to really meet them where they are and then take them philosophically to a higher level. It's such level. a gift, yeah. Yeah. It is. It's a, very, it's a very distinct gift, and mm -hmm. it's a vocation within his vocation. Mm -hmm. So, so far, the book has been very good, very good and very fascinating. And so uh, I make that my pick of the week, To Light a Fire on the Earth by Bishop Robert Barron. We'll make sure that that's in the show notes. And, uh, of course, all our picks of the week are always in the show notes. If you have a pick of the week that you want to let us know about, you can always do that at backchat at catholicunderground.com. Oh, I tell you what, Jeff, it has it, it's been quite a show. Yeah, fast hour. We've mm. laughed, we've cried, we've We've cried? Well, I haven't Question cried. Had a little well, confession they made fun of my beard. Yeah. Oh. Cry a little bit because his beard is bothering him, so. It's true. It's true. It's a uh, it, it is that one single tear. I tell you how to remedy that. <laughs> Grow it out. And, and the, and the lots of gray hair, too. That's, oh uh, my growing my into my. it. Anyway, Just and your soul patch, your soul patch. I, I do. It's like a. Oh, I do. It's it, yeah, It's bald right there. <laughs> to those of you listening in the podcast, just trust us. Anyway, we're always grateful for those who support us, Jeff. Yes, this week Catholic Underground is possible because of people like you. Join the growing number of undergrounders at catholicunderground.com/slash/donate. And portions of the Catholic Underground are brought to you by audibletrial.com/slash/catholicunderground. And there's more information at catholicunderground.tv. That's exactly right. I'm listening to a Star Trek novel right now oh. on Audible. It's really good. Uh, if you'd like the show notes for this episode, if you... Oh, be quiet. <laughs> if you want to subscribe <laughs> to the podcast audio, I heard your thoughts. Uh, you can go to catholicunderground.com. <laughs> Our panelist has been Kathleen Lee. She's the unpaid <laughs> docent of the Catholic Underground. She's at <laughs> klee626 on Instagram. Thank you, Kathleen. I don't you, need Kathleen. to be paid at all. This is too much fun. <laughs> Oh, Olivia Galino is over there. She's at OM Galino on Instagram. Our technical director is Jeff Blackwell at Jeff Blackwell Us. Our research assistant leader of the crew in the lab is Jim Hayes. Our video director has been Ed Ball. 
You know me. I'm Father Chris Decker. You can follow me on Twitter at Digital Catholic. We hope that we've helped you cut through the noise, really, and find that still small voice. We're Catholic Underground. We're Faith Gone Digital, and we'll see you next time.